Blog Talk Radio. When I was five, hired out to watch a baby And he beat me when he cried I consider that too much of a price Even though I'm thick skin, some of the scars Stay with me for life I ain't never been the type to spin around to the other chief Putting up a fight to me and my people's all are free Four brothers, four sisters, thick family I'm the fourth child, you following mathematically God's in my veins, I can feel it in my soul Three older sisters never seen again when they were sold When they came from my brother, my mom's made them a promise Whoever tried to take them, she's Splitting open your noggin. Mommy was a rider, spiritual advisor, security provider. That's why I'm alive, wire. When they ain't take my brother, I felt the power inside of me. Influenced by the moment, I'll never settle for slavery. Heavy metal weight in my head as a teen. Now with seizures, Dr. Lepsy and strange dreams from the tribe of Asante through grandma. Modesty, being free, holding my own, just a part of me. You thinking by coming after me? Better bring your faculty. 20 miles away before you even know what's happening. Cargo on my train. And it's something like traffic I'm Harriet the conductor I ain't never lost a passenger I'm plotting on my escaping I'm married and feeling patient I'm outy with no debating You silly for conversating I'm breaking And while you waiting And I'll make it I'll be sure to get the safest route to travel And be back for you with space September 17th 1849 Me and my brothers Henry and Ben Said it's mine So we left for Maryland Headed towards Freedom Land But they feet chillied up So we turned around And went back to the owners Believe me I didn't wanna Had I knew my brother was scared with in the bottom a little while later man i ran away again but this time straight dolo fan backs to the wind in the middle of the night in the winter in the cold i was navigating on the underground railroad nah it ain't a literal train it's a form of resistance just with the railroad theme so a station's a safe house where the runaways go and the runaway slaves are considered cargo the person who hit them considered a station master and the stockholders the one who will put the cash up me i'm the conductor I transported the cargo routes that I took remain secret. I took an old boss of my train. You get on, there is no rebelling. Grown man said he turning back, and I had to tell him, fam. Why you had me bring the metal out? Cock it back, point it at your head and bring the devil out. There's no going back. Besides, you going snitch and I'll kill you where you stand before you sing behind a whip. Running from slave catchers, a bounty on my head. Until my whole fam free, I don't really care. Had a 10-year span with 19 or so trips. I done free so many slaves, they calling me Moses. During the Civil War, because of my skills, I became the first woman to lead an armed assault. I am Harriet Tubman. You need to fall back, a conductor. I never I ran my train off the track. You thinking about coming after me? Better bring your faculty. 20 miles away before you even know what's happening. Cargo on my train and it's something like traffic. I'm happy as the conductor. I ain't never lost a passenger. Good afternoon, everyone. That was Larry Lock Henderson with Harriet Tugman, the conductor. My name is Rodney Smith. Welcome to another episode of Our Own Voices Live with the title of our show today, Hillary Clinton 
colludes with the DNC. But so what? So what? Think about that as I describe a little bit about our own voices. Our own voices live is a spinoff of Our Own Voices, the print and digital magazine, where we try to educate all Americans on the various groups that make up this great country. Try to educate blacks on black history, whites on white history, and then educate them on each other's history, which is quite diverse. And we like to say that It is because of our diversity and not in spite of it that America truly is the greatest nation on earth. The sooner we embrace that, the better. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the cultural and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. Some of the ways we do it is, like I said, with Our Own Voices Live. We also have Our Own Voices, the print and digital magazine, which is where it all started. You can find us on Our Own Voices Live on Facebook, Our Own Voices on Facebook, as well as Twitter, Google+, and YouTube. We're trying to get it everywhere because we know you're everywhere. Well, not only do we do the radio show and the magazine, but we also do weekly gatherings, and we simply call them The Gathering. Normally, we meet at the Westside Bistro inside of Nevada Partners, located at 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard. But for the next few weeks, including this coming week on Friday, we'll be meeting at TC's Rib Crib, otherwise known as TC's Barbecue Crib. And that's located on South Durango. So come on and see us there from 12 to 2. We have some robust conversation as we have them right here we do a monthly reverend dr martin luther king jr statue cleanup the third saturday of every month at 10 a.m dr king statue cleanup the third saturday of each month 10 a.m mark your calendar it's a great time to beautify the area and also to build community by getting to know one another and we do the annual reverend dr martin luther king jr candlelight vigil And we do that at the corner of Cary and MLK Boulevard. So come out there and help us celebrate in January. we got a couple of months to go, so if you would like to help us prepare for it, we'd love to have you. And we do other things as they come available, like last night, Samuel L. Smith Education Foundation, which I'm a founding member of, helped donate and put on a fundraiser for the Walker, the African excuse me, Walker African History Museum right here in Las Vegas, where Gwen Walker and her mom Juanita were recognized by the community and a fundraiser was done and the Samuel L. Smith Education Foundation, which is something that we're a part of and very proud to participate in, helped put the event on 
to beautify and restore the Walker African American History Museum right here in Las Vegas. And we're going to have an upcoming show to talk about the Walker Museum. Well, today, the title of our show was Hillary Clinton Colludes with the DNC, But So What? I'm sure those of you who've been watching the news have seen some mention of a new book with excerpts that were published written by Donna Brazile, former interim head of the Democratic National Committee. She was at the top. She took over after Debbie Debbie Wasserman Schultz, a congresswoman from Florida, was dismissed because of, well, mishandling her responsibilities in association with the primaries. Many people from the Bernie camp and others had long suspected that there was something going on with the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, put on the Democratic National Convention and has oversight of the Democratic Party. And in Miss Brazil's book, she presents an idea that many believe says that the Democratic National Committee was literally taken over by the Hillary Clinton campaign prior to the primaries. For those of you who are not too familiar with the process, primary is before the general election. The primary is where the political parties, as an example, Republicans and Democrats, select their nominee. And they use uh, primaries where you go to the polls and vote. Some use caucuses, which is uh, more participatory from the community, and others use a combination. But at the end of the primary, each of the major political parties will have selected their standard bearer to run against the other political party's candidate for the presidency of the United States. Now, for those who may not know, the Republican and Democratic Party are political organizations, are not governmental entities. The political parties, as an example, Republicans and Democrats, they, the Democratic National Committee and the Republican National Committee, these are not government organizations. These are, in effect, private clubs who write their own rules. They are private clubs that write their own rules. And the reason why I'm repeating some of this is because there are some people who believe that this is a part of the governmental process. It is a part of a process, but it is not a part of government. It is on the outside of government that does elect the contenders representing the two major political parties that will run against each other in the general election. So a primary is 
party specific in most states, but not all. There are a few states, I believe, that have open primaries. What an open primary means is that it doesn't make any difference what your party affiliation is. If you are a Democrat and you want to vote for a Republican, you can. If you are a Republican and you want want to vote for a Democrat, you can. If you are a Republican or a Democrat and you would like to vote for an independent slash nonpartisan, you can. If you are an independent slash nonpartisan and you want to vote for a Republican or a Democrat, you can. Primary. But in the majority of primaries or closed primaries, which is the majority of primaries, if you want to nominate, your candidate to be the standard bearer for your party, then when you participate in the primary, you are expressing who you want to be the party's nominee for president of the United States of America. You all understand the process. Primaries, the majority of them are closed which means only members of the respective party can vote for the representative of that party for the presidency. An open primary, meaning that anyone who's registered to vote can vote for whomever they think best represents them in the general election. But because most of them are closed primaries, that means Republicans have to vote between however many Republican candidates are running. So, for example, in 2016, there were roughly, I believe, 18 Republican candidates vying for their party's nomination to go into the general election. Teen had stayed in the race. Then the Republicans would have gone to the polls to determine which of those 18 would represent the Republican Party in contention for the presidency against the Democrats. That's how it works. An open primary, everyone can vote for whomever. A closed primary is party-specific. For the Democratic Party, it was a contest primarily between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders and his supporters had almost from the first primary suggested that the system and the process was rigged. Bernie Sanders' standard talking point is that the system is rigged against the people. I am not sure he was aware of just how much the Democratic Party primary system was rigged against him because Hillary Clinton, according to Donna Brazile in her new book called Hacks and Machine, had basically bought the Democratic National Committee before the primary elections were over. Now, some of you may be saying, so what? Well, the title of our show today 
was Hillary Clinton colludes with the DNC. But so what? What did she do anything illegal? Doesn't appear so. Because remember, the political parties are not governmental bodies. They're not governmental agencies. They do not come under the jurisdiction of the federal government directly. They are private clubs. Like you may have a swim club, a soccer club, a golf club, and you make the rules for membership and how that club works. That is what the DNC and the RNC are. They are private clubs for their members. And so in this case, the Republican Party is a private club for people who are registered Republicans. The Democratic Party is a private club for people who registered as Democrats. And they don't cross until it's the general election, other than a few states. So some of you may be wondering, well, why the title of your show? Title being Hillary Clinton colludes with the DNC, but so what? Why is this of interest if it's not illegal? Well, just because something is not illegal does not mean it is right to do. And we have to think about the people who went to vote in the primaries. If nothing else, let's look at the cost of the primaries and or caucus. There is a large amount of money, usually all public dollars from donations, that go into having the primary system. Well, you'd say, well, what good is a primary system if the winner is already a foregone conclusion because that person controls the party and the apparatus of the party? And I would say to you, you're exactly right to question that, and that really is the question. Now, Bernie supporters have been saying there's been shenanigans, in their words, going on all along. In Donna Brazile's new book called Hacked, she basically codifies the thought process of Bernie Sanders supporters and Bernie Sanders. Yet, yes, not only is the system at large rigged, but even our very own primary system within the confines of our party that we have control over are also are also a part of this system some would say is rigged and that really it didn't make any difference how many supporters showed up for Bernie Sanders rally it really didn't make any difference how much money he spent there. It made some. But because it was a foregone conclusion that Hillary Clinton was going to win the Democratic nomination due to her taking over that process, her campaign, it makes you wonder, well, why the heck did we take time off of work for those who did so we could go down and caucus, which is very time-consuming, or to vote if the party already knew they were going to pick Hillary Clinton. Was it some cover-up to keep us in line? 
why did they put us through that if they knew that it was going to Bernie Sanders? Maybe that's why they have, they're having political woes right now. But as I said earlier, there doesn't seem to seem to have been anything illegal that the Clintons did, or at least not yet. But was it right? Was it unethical? I can tell you that I posted this on my Facebook page. What I actually posted was a link to this, uh, one of the news organizations story breaking Donna Bazile's silence on the subject. And she says that she cried having to call Bernie and uh, paraphrasing and to tell him what he suspected all along had been true. Again, another question is why is this important, Rodney? Well, this is important because we live in a democracy. It may be a representative democracy or a republic, but we have systems and rules of law that governs our electoral and elected process. And it seems that some of those workarounds were fined or they just went straight through them, still investigating. Hmm. So did Hillary Clinton collude, conspire with the DNC to ensure her victory? According to Donna Brazil's book, the answer is an easy yes. Where do we go from here? I believe that is the question. Many people are turned off by the Republican Party because of their big tax cuts, their looking at eliminating the Affordable Care Act for multiple reasons. But are the Democrats any better? We know that there was not fair play by the Clintons taking over the DNC because it is not supposed to be until after the primary that the parties coalesce around the victor. Basically, is let them fight it out until they get tired. Whichever one left standing, that's our person. Do we really have a democracy if the people are not allowed to elect their nominee of the party? It is getting to the point with me, and it has been for some time, that what really is the benefit to us to have primaries and caucuses if the party already knows who's going to win. It gives us false hopes, false expectations. It also gives us a sense of anticipation. But in reality, according to Donna Brazil's books and some of the news stories, Subsequent to then, it is all legal, or the majority of it is legal, what the Clintons have done, but it just may not have been moral or ethical. Where and since when have morals and ethics been important 
to politicians. If you feel as I do that they're not, it's only up to the thought of believing in the process. Do you believe? Because if you believe, then maybe the did you know that the DNC uses something called superdelegates? And these are really the people who count. Well, then it would beg the question, well, what's the point of having delegates? Is the system rigged? Bernie Sanders seems to think so with many of his supporters and followers. So what are we going to do about it? Are the Republicans just going to blow it off because it's the Democrats? Probably. And will the Democrats bring change to their processes? Will the Democrats bring change to their processes, make it more inclusive and friendly towards those who may not see things from the party line perspective? And what about the elected leaders all across the country? There does not seem to be much of an interest or outcry in this, but yet it is at the fundamental basis of how we elect our representatives from the school board of trustees all the way up to the president. What is the DNC going to do? What is Hillary going to do? Mrs. Clinton, she wrote a book called What Happened. And in that book, I did read the book, a lot of it points to Russian hacks, a few mistakes on her part that were minor, And she says that James Comey and the Russians stole it from her. What the irony or the hypocrisy of that statement is didn't she steal it from Bernie? According to Donna Brazil's book, Hacked, she surely did. Should we support someone who wins a party nomination unfairly? And if so, how do we go about doing it? I've read some of the posts. I read some of the posts from people in the community and what they thought about it. The staunch Democrat Party and Hillary Clinton supporters said they saw nothing wrong with it. Nothing. Shocking to me. What are we going to do about it? Is there a penalty? And what is it? Is there a penalty and what is it? So what are your thoughts about Donna Brazil's suggestion that the DNC was bought hook, line, and sinker before the primaries, which ensured that Mrs. Clinton would win and that Bernie Sanders would lose. There is some thought that I get every time I hear Mrs. Clinton blame her loss 
on black people not showing up in numbers like they used to. Yes, that is what says. How about we got a flawed candidate that we really didn't want, but because of the way they ran their primary, it was the only choice available. I really want to know what you all think of this topic. The Hillary Clinton colludes with the DNC, but so what? It wasn't against the law. Okay, so if it wasn't against the law, at least best we know for now, then if it's a private club where they can pretty much do whatever the heck they want, as long as it doesn't violate federal, federal statutes and stuff, then if it didn't break a law, what is the big deal? Let me tell you, I'm glad you asked. As we take a brief station ID, you're listening to Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show from this community and your community. And today's topic is Hillary Clinton colludes with the DNC, but so what? So we talked about the process, but now that we've been churched up a bit on the process, what are we going to do? Do we still give those people the same level of respect now that they're in office or in appointed positions because they got there falsely? Well, that's not the way the system normally works. It sounds nice, though. But I think you have to fix what the problem is. And the fix is that there was a fix, and it was focused on Hillary Clinton winning. Suggestion number one, get rid of the superdelegates. Thank them for their service. I'm sure they'll thank you for the free vacation. But thank you for their services and move on. There is no need for superdelegates in the Democratic Party. It's just no reason for it. It serves no valuable purpose to the community. Now, maybe at some point it did. Times have changed, and maybe it's time to change this process too. Is it a, is it a mistake for Donna Brazil to even mention that Hillary Clinton may have sabotaged Bernie Sanders with the DNC to make it impossible for him to win? Should we be concerned? But since the party is a private club and they're pretty much allowed to do whatever they want to do in that club, as long as it's not illegal, well, what is it? I say this is one of those teachable moments. One thing it showed me is never underestimate the Clintons and to what extent they would go to to remain in power. Remember what Milton said, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Are the Clintons addicted 
on the power? Is that what drives and motivates them? What drives and motivates you? There were a number of people on Facebook who just basically said, so what? So what? There used to be a time when children would say that they wanted to be like whatever president that there was because the president were honorable people, most of them. The DNC was hacked. We know that. But Donna Brazil's book called Hacks is basically saying it went much beyond that. It's still going on now, and it will continue to go on because if you allow it to happen, you have just sanctioned more of it. And why is Donna Brazil coming out now with this? Was the conscious eating her up or was there a payoff? Because she's known this for a while. More questions, not enough answers. <laughs> well, everybody, you've been listening to an episode of Our Own Voices Live. And our topic today on Our Own Voices Live is Hillary Clinton colludes with the DNC. But so what? What difference does it make? We may find that out. Go to Our Own Voices Live if you haven't been there and like us and share the love. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this show today. Hillary Clinton colludes with the DNC, but so what? Any comments, go to Our Own Voices Live. Let us know what you think about the show, what you think about the colluding between Hillary Clinton and the DNC. So many this morning told me that, oh, well, that's okay. Oh, that's okay. And it made me wonder, when did America get okay with lies and deceit? When did America and the DNC, in running a sham of a primary system, knowing who's already going to be their champion? Go to Our Own Voices Live and give us some feedback on today's show, our topic, and what you think in general about Hillary Clinton colluding with the DNC. Well, until next week, everybody, hopefully you have a great week and a great day. If you have ideas for a story, again, contact us on Our Own Voices Live on Facebook, and we'll see what we can do next week. For Veterans Day, on Veterans Day, we're going to talk about a young man called the Black Death. And we're also going to talk about the Harlem Hellfighters, the Harlem Hellfighters, Hell, um, excuse me, Harlem Hellfighters, tongue twisted. We're going to talk about the Harlem Hellfighters, their contribution to the military and the world. We're also going to talk about an individual called Black Death, and hopefully you all will be able to let me know who that is. There's a quiz on today's show. And we're going to talk about, as best as I've been able to research, the only officially described insurrection in the history of the United States of America. So we should have a hot show next week. Remember, it's at T.C.'s Rib Crib on South Durango. The cross street is Spring Mountain. 
I look forward to seeing you a Saturday, if, excuse me, a Friday, if not before, so that we can meet again and discuss these things. My name is Rodney Smith. The title of our show today was Hillary Clinton colludes with the DNC, but so what? What difference will it make? What will change as the system changes? We still have superdelegates. So what? She colluded. The title, once again, was Hillary Clinton colluded with the DNC, but so what? Until next week, everybody, take care. God bless. Bye-bye.